listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Alive Again at PetLifeRadio.com. My name is Brent Atwater and I'm your host. I'm the world's authority on animal reincarnation and animal life after death. And today we're going to talk about how will I know it's my reincarnated pet. For those of you who are grieving, we have multiple resources that we'd like to share with you. We have a pet reincarnation blog. We have our Facebook group, which you'll find a link to on our website. We have our book, Animal Reincarnation, Everything You Always Wanted to Know and Answers for All Your Heart's Questions. And we have all sorts of radio shows and articles that you'll find information on how to find your pet and how you'll know it's your pet. Some of the new things that we're offering is we're going to be having many classes and live Q&A forums on our Facebook group. So do join over there. And we also want you to know that there are plenty of archives and lots of podcasts for you to catch up on if you're just joining us for this season. This is available all over the world. So you global listeners can't say, well, I couldn't find it in the Ukraine. Yes, you can. Punch the podcast and you can listen to it while you're surfing in California doing the Iditarod in Alaska or in Brazil. Today, we're going to have Sanjay Paul tell us about his remarkable story with his dog, Cleo, and we'll get to him right after the break. Thanks. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Swipe It's a revolutionary new product that literally swipes away cat hair from virtually any surface. You know, most of us struggle with a roller or vacuum cleaner to clean up cat hair, but anyone who has tried either of these knows they just don't work very well. But Swipe It's patent pending glove has a magnetic-like quality that removes cat hair from almost everything. And best of all, Swipe It's is machine washable, so you can use it over and over again. To order, just visit SwipeIt's.com. That's S-W-I-P-E-T Yes, a simple solution for shedding. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, and I'm really excited today to have Sanjay with us, and he's going to tell us about his remarkable journey from the beginning until they reunited with his dog, Cleo, And this is just the good, the bad, the ugly, and the wonderful. So, Sanjay, if you'll just share, we greatly appreciate it. And, oh, any of you who would like to ask Sanjay questions about his journey, you can find him in our group, and he'll be more than glad to help you. Well, thank you very much, Brent, for having me, and thank you, Mark, in the control room. And I'm glad to be here with all of you sharing the story of Cleo. And Cleo was an amazing dog, and she still is. Now, you might be puzzled by that. She's back with me, you see. And what it is, is I had a dog and I used Craigslist to find a dog sitter. So this is the bad part that Miss Atwater is talking about. But if you start to realize that everything happens for a reason, then you realize that you're divinely guided. And what I mean, at least I'm speaking from this experience, is that I had a dog sitter who had actually contacted me a couple months prior, the same dog sitter. 
And so this dog sitter at the time, I had three dogs, took my three dogs. I paid a chunk of money, a, a sizable chunk up front, signed a contract, and I was going to actually send a PDF to the person. And what happened was the dogs never made it to the house because what that man had done was to take the dogs, dump them on the highway, take the few hundred dollars, the first chunk, and he was having an affair with his girlfriend and he was actually driving down to Kentucky to see the uh, mistress. Oh, we could call her the mistress. So what was interesting is I had no idea about this and I was going to go to a conference and I wanted to check in on my dogs. I had bought a Father's Day gift for him because he had a daughter. And so I had his address because he had actually sent it in another email when he, I had a cleaning position posted, an organization position posted, and he actually sent it on his resume. So I showed up at his door and he pretended not to know me in the presence of his girlfriend. And I found out later one of the reasons was, and this is, I'll be brief with this, was because he was having the affair and he didn't want his girlfriend to know. The challenge was both of them started yelling at me. and I couldn't prove that there were any dogs there. I didn't hear any barking. I'd asked him and no one had seen, his neighbors had not seen the dogs. So I had to call the police. Now let me ask you this. During this time, he was supposed to be babysitting your dogs. That's correct. They were supposed to be at his location. That's correct. Okay. Just want to be sure everybody understands that. And not only that, what happened was the week prior, because it had been about 10, 12 days, and uh, I'd been feeling very sick. There was a nodding in my stomach, and I didn't understand why something didn't seem right. And so at that moment, what happened was I went back. I had to call the police. They said, you have to go back to your point of origin where you live because that's where he picked up the dogs. So they called the police department and they arrested him in the middle of the night. He was later released. And what ended up happening was it was very interesting because I was panicking. When you don't know where your babies are and you don't know what happened, the person denies even knowing you. There's a lot that you're obviously not sleeping. You're not going to sleep like a baby that night. And so what ended up happening was they found the dogs within eight hours. Well, minus one. What I mean by that was one of the shelters or... I should say one of the animal rescue areas that we had in the county had actually taken in all three. You see, the person that had taken the dogs was actually asked to take the dogs from a police officer who found them on the edge of the highway. And what I believe happened was this man had dumped the dogs by an apartment complex, hoping that the dogs would have made it to the apartment complex. And well, they kind of did. When she called the shelter... She already had dogs. And this is interesting. The police officer already had dogs. So no one could keep my dogs longer. But the police officer later told me she wished she had. But this is okay because what had happened is the shelter ended up with them. Unfortunately, they euthanized my dog within 72 hours, one of them, because it was a pit mix. Now, what's interesting about that, besides the tragedy and besides, I mean, I mean even being able to talk about it now in this way, as if I'm more non, I don't want to say nonchalant about it. It takes a lot of courage to even talk about it objectively like this. What it is, is six, seven months before, I had been given a book on pit bulls called The Lost Dogs, the Michael Vick story, right? And how he had killed the dogs and got them to fight and all those things. Mm -hmm. And my students had given me a present in my last day at the college while I was teaching there. And they had a presentation on it. And they said, I think it's important that you read this book. And then I was around that time I was given Cleo at the school, actually a month before. And so it was kind of interesting. I was being prepared for something that I had no idea I was being prepared for because two to three months also prior, 
to this event, you know, with the euthanasia, what happened was I ended up actually getting a follow-up email from a student that asked if I had read the book, The Lost Dogs, and I hadn't gone around to it. She says, I think it's really important that you read the book. I said, why is she pressed in this book? And of course, I was excited to, and later I did, but then I saw the relevance. And so what I'm saying to everyone is, then at that moment, you realize you lost your dog. What do you do? Where do you go? And the thing I realized is I couldn't control everything. I, and so that's one of the things I've been doing is studying soul contracts. I wanted to go into the spiritual world. I found Brent and her wonderful group and her books. And I started going within and I started looking at signs. Now, I so want to ask you a question during sure. this also. Did you realize that they were euthanizing her just because she was a pit bull mix? Well, what I realized was I did find out that they couldn't keep her and that she was a mix. I did find that out. But I found out that the Ohio law changed. So what I did was I got on the news to help promote pit bull awareness. I sent food. It's hard to find gratitude in that moment because they saved Tommy and Johnny, but they euthanized one dog. And what that meant is some other souls gave up their physical incarnation for Tommy and Johnny to live. Is that making sense? Yeah. So that's kind of what I realized in the moment. It was very bittersweet picking those two dogs because, thank goodness, one of them had recognized the picture the police sent. They found him in eight hours, and it was. I had to show gratitude. I showed gratitude, except I wish that you, everyone wishes their dog had a chance. It was. I felt it was not necessary, but then I realized in studying soul contracts, it may very well has. It was part of a plan. Because everything that pointed to this was, it was it was crazy because the news reporter I contacted had a dog. The judge that sentenced the guy had a dog. Everybody had a dog. It's like everything fell into place. And I started getting more of this kind of spiritual recognition. Something opened, and you know this, there was an opening. Something happened. I was able to recognize, I was able to see past lives of pets that I was walking in the woods one day and I saw a pet next to someone. And I could see that that was their pet. And I saw that that person was... <laughs> that pet was there. And so I started seeing things happening and getting voices. And because I asked to enter into the spiritual world and you, you were so supportive, you still are very supportive. And it was incredible. What had happened was, and your group is wonderful. The group that, you know, we're all part of is just absolutely fantastic. So I read your books. I started trusting the signs. And, you know, the idea of school contracts was a, a very interesting one because that means that there were all these agreements made in the pre-birth planning session. So, and I, I just noticed that you can't get it wrong, like you say. You literally can't get it wrong. I started. It doesn't having- make your heart feel any better when something happens like happened to Cleo, though. No, it not doesn't. in the human part. It doesn't make your heart feel any better at all. No, it doesn't. And people can be shocked because they try to rationalize. Well, you lost your pet. Shouldn't you feel, you know, sorrow about it? And yes, you do. But that doesn't. After the grieving, as you mentioned. After the grieving passes, once you understand that the soul is there, that lightens the, the load of the grieving. That even because all of our pets are going to die at some point, the physical incarnation, right? It's just that you feel that it was before that person's time so or that pet's time. So when, when we understand that death happens and that there's the soul, then if we identify with that soul and, and go back to the drawing board, then say, okay, guide me. Where do you want me to go with this? You know? And so I prayed for Cleo to come back. And I said, you know, you still have Tommy and Johnny here. And we didn't get a chance to really hang out with you very long. I felt I caused this. And um, I know that I was part of this. And if you can come back, that'd be great. And I started getting these signs. Well, now, did you feel guilty about the fact of leaving them with the babysitter on Craigslist? You know, I think 
that as far as responsible, yes. As far as guilty, I don't know necessarily. I'm sure I did have feelings of guilt at times, but I did the best that I thought I gave. I could have done more due diligence. And the prosecutor also mentioned this. However, there's an element of trust. I yeah. think that go through you, you walk outside of your front door. You're trusting that you're going to put your feet on the concrete outside of the front door. You trust everything. And do I believe I made a fatal mistake? Yes. Do I, if I'd have known that it would have gone that way, would I have tried to reverse or altered something? Yes. I think that a lot of things that happen, if it's a sole agreement, we can change some aspects of our life's path. Sure. Some things are going to happen. And well, but also if it's the sole agreement, it's the fact that, you know, Cleo's death may save hundreds of other dogs from being euthanized quickly. You know what, Brandon, that's exactly what happened because there was then a discussion of that law that had passed. And I, I talked to the director of the uh, shelter and they were kind of worried too because I don't think they thought I was going to bring a lawyer or anything or go after that. I said, I'm grateful. And I sent them dog food. I said, but I just realized I wish that you'd given her a chance. They said, you know, we're not set up to handle pit bulls or pit bull mixes. So she was frank with me. And eventually they got back to me and told me. And I agree with you. That's what ended up happening. And I had people coming up to me and they said that I microchip my pets. So I tied it into what could be done. So I accept that I made these mistakes and that cost the pet, my Cleo, her life. However, this is where the fun part comes in as far as the signs. And so if you'd like to know that part, I would love to tell you. No, go right ahead. This is what I mean. I want you to share your journey because all of this is about an animal coming back and the how you knew her when she got there is just really fun. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, I appreciate this. So I so the day that I picked the other two from the shelter, I was in a Kroger's, which is a grocery store here in Cincinnati. And there was a book that was propped out that said Cleo. And it was pointing up to, it was kind of interesting because it was a cat that was on the cover, but the cat was looking up and there was a dog on the book above it. Wow. It's <laughs> kind of funny. So I saw that and I said, okay, I don't know what that's about. And I kind of knew at a soul recognition level there was something there. But then... Uh, I went to a Panera's and then there was a voice. Then I started hearing this voice and it said, pick up the newspaper. I said, okay. And it said, in time by Halloween. And it had a picture of Scooby-Doo pointing to a group of dogs that were on these video covers. And I said, I knew instantly. And there was like a sparkle in Scooby-Doo's eyes. And it was a news flyer. And I just said, okay, this is interesting. And so I said, how is that going to happen? Because I'm going to be in a conference. I'm going to be actually attending a conference. And so I attended a conference, and it was, it was around Halloween, because now you've got to understand this was six to seven weeks out. And what do you know? I get a phone call. October 30th, I get a phone call from a psychic who lived in South Carolina that said a black dog showed up at her door. Now, and how did you know this psychic? Now, the psychic is really interesting because this was a student I had in a seminar. Okay. Which is interesting because she was exactly in my class precisely when Cleo disappeared. And again, there's that divine time, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Notice how all these, right? You're yep. at the divine time. She's at the divine time. Everybody's there. So it's not like the, I believe it's not like the universe is going to leave you empty handed at all. No, it's they just, don't leave you. They, although you feel like you're just set out to dry. Yes. They basically, if you can get over the toughness of the grieving and the, the harshness of the pain, then you'll start seeing more clearly the signs. And so the psychic called you and... Oh, well, and then I let me back up, too, because there were signs leading up to that that were kind of confirming that this was Cleo. Well, what had happened is when I left for the trip, I had to go to Chicago first before I got my flight to California. There was a song that came on, a Josh Turner song that uh, came on that was South Carolina Low Country. I was with a friend. Josh Turner songs were playing, and it was a voice said that, remember this. 
And remember that South Carolina song. It's going to be important. And what do you know? Where do you think the psychic was from? South Carolina. Yep. And what was interesting was, so I got a call. And then I realized, okay, I need to, I guess I'm going to South Carolina, but then I said, <laughs> going to be a good weekend. <laughs> yes, but, but then I road trip from California, no, but I went to North Carolina because she was willing to meet me there. And what was interesting was I found out that that location was perfect. I had lived a past life with that dog, with Cleo, that dog there. Was, this dog was a braided soul, by the way, and uh, was in which we might need to go over with the listeners, but... What was interesting. That's going to be a whole other show that you, that's what I was <laughs> going to ask you about. So we'll, uh, and for those you want to know about the braided souls, that's one of the three ways that an animal can reincarnate. And for those of you who have our book, I'm trying to find that is on page 53 of the animal reincarnation book. But we're going to do a whole show on soul braiding. So <laughs> anyway, you go to Carolina to pick up Cleo. And then what happened was all of a sudden I started getting more signs there. And what had happened was there was a giant thing that popped up on the screen while I was looking at this nature preserve, in a Native American nature preserve, that was called uh, Chimney Rock. And it said, your pet is welcome there. Your pet is welcome here. And then all of a sudden, I started getting these flashbacks. And I looked in the lobby of the hotel. It's like this, actually, motel where I was staying. And uh, what was interesting was they had another thing that said your pet is welcome here. But then the next day, these signs were gone on the webpage and on the flyer. They were no longer there. And I knew all of a sudden, and I saw myself and that dog, that was me, with that dog. And we had lived in the Chimney Rock area. That we were coming back to close something. Well, and I said, well, <laughs> I said, well, I for can't. those of you who are getting chills, that means that's God bumps, which is confirmation for truth. Go ahead. <laughs> so we lived other lives before and we were kind of closing it, but I couldn't make it. To, I couldn't go to Chimney Rock. So I said a prayer and I said, do you mind if I return? I have to head back. And uh, it was raining. And I said, I'll, I don't mean to make excuses, but I will come back. And so I left. And uh, I should tell you, when the psychic brought the, um, the dog, to the the room the dog you know was able to pick the correct ball pick the leashes and even she had sent me and this was your test to yourself to see is this my dog yes and she only responded to cleo when they had done videos she had created videos with their family her and her husband and um her kids they sent me these videos and they sent that they they said cleo they tried to had her not alter her voice she ran down the stairs in exactly the same fashion and that was the only name and she had a recognition of her name and uh, it was absolutely incredible. I knew it was her, but she came back with new conditions, new life lessons that I had to discover, which were food aggression. It was not the same Cleo 100%, but it was a Cleo that needed training, and that was part of the curriculum in her new life. Well, she was trying new things this time. I mean, you can't be, she would be boring if she were exactly the same. She had to try new opportunities, and more food might be a good thing. <laughs> yes. And she's fit right in, and uh, she's a definite peach. And um, Was her body the same? Her body was identical. It was the same breed and everything, lab pit mix. When she came, all the signs lined up. And uh, the thing is, what's interesting, and you talk about this, Brent, you can't get it wrong. You literally, I mean, what was interesting is I couldn't not get it right because the voice is going to be there. And when you need to know, the voice will tell you. But you got to be in tune to the voice. If you assume that it's not going to be correct, then you're putting doubt in the way and it's kind of delaying it. Right. And what you're saying when you say the voice, what you're saying is hearing your heart talk to you. And it's not about creating a false expectation. It's more about allowing the quietness and your heart light 
like the little thing in E.T. phone home, the little heart <laughs> light shine so that, that it shines and leads you on the right path. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and how about her personality and behavior traits? Were they the same with the exception of the new traits? Well, she did go to the, you know, under the bed and she did jump on the bed. She is very similar. Yes, very playful, but she's also a little more reserved from the, the dog whose body she now blends in with. She's, you know, because she's a braided soul. Did the other household pets know her? There was at first this idea that they did, but then they were kind of sizing her up. They were trying to be friendly, and she was trying to establish her dominance. And she was, there was some recognition of the house and the pets, but it was almost like it was more of that other dog showing, exerting the presence. But that was part of the curriculum. That was part of, and you know what? She led me to that body, that dog. That's, this is the dog that I have. And so, and as you know, the group named her, you added hope. And so it's the full name is Zena Hope. And because oh, she's, right. <laughs> she's the Indian warrior princess. So, um, you know, in gratitude for that. And she has her new incarnation in this life. And I think this understanding of spirit is interesting because it's important to talk to people that understand and really know this because you will talk to family members and people that will doubt you. I have family members that don't believe in this. And they said, well, if it explains away your pain, then I guess it's worth it. I don't think that's the way to look at it. I think it you, you really, it's whatever you want to really deeply hold, yet I, you can't even imagine this. There's no way you can make this up. I mean, a lot of the signs lined up, the way that we met, the group, and how supportive you've all been, and how supportive we've been of other people, you know, and helping to heal hearts, as you know. If I may say, uh, Sanjay is in charge of our uh, Spanish page, and our book will be coming out in Spanish very soon, and we greatly appreciate his help over there because he hablas Espanol, and I'm not very good at that, and he is helping lots of people's hearts, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. Now, is there anything that you would say to someone in summing this up, because our sponsors have to have a word, of what you would say to someone about how to recognize their dog in two or three major points? Sure. So what I believe, and I'm sure this is along the lines of what you believe, is I believe in the power of prayer. So the first thing is to clean the slate. So is to go ahead and say a prayer and to ask for reasons why you want your pet to come back. I know that sounds kind of odd, but you want to do that because if you do that, you don't know that your pet doesn't have a soul agreement with another person and is going to come back at a later time or may not come back in this life yet. Okay, now here's a little teaching thing. Your pet will never have another contract with another person because if your contract is with you, then that's who they contract to. And a lot of people think, aha, my pet's going to my boyfriend or my pet's going to my (laughs) wife or my ex-lover or something. No, that's not true. A reincarnation contract is specific to the individual. Exactly. But you were also saying that it is possible that they may not come back to you remaining in this lifetime. That's right. That's right. So, So there is that idea of that acceptance that that may not happen. Yet, if you, if you offer the prayer, I've noticed that if it is happening, as you mentioned in your book, the signs will come. Yep. Or, so if it's not coming or if they're coming sporadically, then it's most likely that the pet might just let you know that there is a guide or may come back in another life. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And then so point number two is that 
as you mentioned, allowing yourself to grieve, but then understanding that as you move through the grieving process, you're already there. Your pet is just a matter of time, understanding that, letting go, and allowing the signs to come as they come rather than how you think they need to come. You can ask the universe, right? Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because if you told me to pick up a newspaper and look at a Scooby-Doo page, I would have thought you're smoking crack. You see, mm-hmm. because I would, <laughs> I would not have thought that that would have been. The, you don't, you can't look. You got to let go and and let God. <laughs> yeah, you have to allow. And then point number three would be to not necessarily expect your pet to be the same way if and when your pet does come back. Sort of like they're not going to come back cloned because what would they learn in their life lesson if, in fact, they have uh, new learning opportunities? They're not going to come back without new learning opportunities. And friend, I thought he was going to be a child magnet, but he's got an attitude. uh, And, you know, you don't really want to hug him because his deal is he's going to take care of me. And he's not as friendly as I would want him to be, but that's his opportunity to uh, me to learn to like, okay, he's going to focus only on me and everything I wanted him to be. He's not quite there. So, <laughs> but I'd rather everything else is just like the same, except he has some of these traits that are just, mm, I wish he didn't, but that's okay. <laughs> and then Brent, I want to also make a fourth point tied into what you're saying. Kind of what uh, the final point is the transformation that happens in your life. As you mentioned, friend changes, you know, Cleo has changed. And I have changed. I'm sure you've changed. We've all changed in the process. The way you live your life, it's like you cannot go back and you realize that the service that you can be to other people, just as you're proving with your radio show, with your blogs, with your books, and how you're healing hearts, it's just amazing because it impacts the way that people relate to you. And the funny thing is, when I was in Hawaii, I want to share this with you. I just came from Hawaii, as you know. I was around these dogs. Looking good in the bathing suit. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you girls out there that are single, looking good. <laughs> Thank you. And I need to, that's great. Preferably a, a girl with the large house in Hawaii, that'd be perfect. <laughs> so I can, okay. I, but um, what was interesting was there were a group of dogs on a ranch. They stopped what they were doing. And everyone saw this. And they turned around and came up to me and looked at me. They could feel your energy. <laughs> they could feel the energy, but it's maybe so we become dog magnets in a way. <laughs> so, so other pets will, other animals will notice your energy, and um, so then you know that it's all in divine order. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so totally agree with you. Doesn't isn't that the case? I totally agree with you. Animals can feel love, and they're drawn to love. So. I really appreciate your time today and uh, just a big hug to you. And for those of you who want to talk to this charismatic man, he's in our group. Sanjay uh, is right there and he'll be more than glad to answer your questions when he's not traveling all over the world. <laughs> and for those of you who habla Espanol, he'll be glad to habla with you. And, um, and we thank you, thank you, thank you for your time today. We're going to have you back when we have our episode on soul braiding. And with that, we'll have a word from our sponsors. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel 
smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Here we are, back again with the kitty side of how will I know my reincarnated pet. And we have with us today Nicole, who has a wonderful cat named Ollie, and he came back, and she's going to share her story with us. And what we're trying to do, for those of you who are listening, is we're trying to help heal your heart. If you want to ask Nicole questions, she's in our Facebook group and will be more than glad to help you heal your heart and help direct you in your quest to learn answers about your pet loss. Now, where's the group? It's in Facebook or you can go on our main page and you'll see that Mark has a link there that all you got to do is push the link. It'll take you to the group and you're welcome to join us. We also have a pet reincarnation blog with lots and lots and lots and lots of information there. We have our book, Animal Reincarnation, Everything You Wanted to Know. And that book is almost like a workshop. It's question and answers and techniques of how to do things. Now, what we're doing new is when you're going to be a member of our group, we're going to be having live question and answer forums, and we're going to be having many classes on each of the show topics so that we can further help you, as they say in the South, get yourself together or help you learn how to connect with your pet while they're in steam form or ghost form on the other side. So it'll help heal your heart, ease your pain, and transition and transform your tears into hope. Because some pets do come back and some pets don't. But there's a reason they don't. And if they don't come back, it'll help you learn the reasons so it quiets your heart and gives you inner peace. But today's a good story, and Nicole is going to share her story for her comeback kitty. Nice to have you on, and thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, you always do such a wonderful job. I just wanted you to share your story because you just do a wonderful job of helping people and explaining and teaching them how to take those tears and turn them into techniques so it helps them. So tell us about Mr. Ollie. Ollie, he was a rescue from the Humane Society. I got him uh, when he was about three months old, and he was a beautiful, beautiful boy. No prejudice there as a mom, huh? (laughs) That's right. That's right. He was a big, ginger, orange, beautiful cat. I had, funny enough, I had wanted a cat named Ollie. Now, I had went to the Humane Society and got bypassed and fell in love with a little black and white girl. And she was ill, so I would be going to the Humane Society every evening to bond with her. And one night... I went through a door that I wasn't supposed to go through. And I went through this door and there was all these cats. And this one cat screamed out at me. So I went over to the cage and I looked up and it was a big, beautiful orange cat. And his tag name 
was Ollie. Oh. And I said, you are my boy. You're coming home. So I adopted him that night, and I think it was about a week later I was able to bring him home. So Ollie came home, and he was the king of the house, and we had him for three and a half years. And it was December 1st of 2012 where he took a health turn, and he had a blood clot. And I rushed him to the vet, and cats usually don't make it through these clots. His back legs became paralyzed. It was his heart. I'm sorry. But Ollie, Ollie made it three and a half months. Oh, go Ollie. Yes. And I believe just loving him enough and caring for him and him wanting to be here to stay with me, he lasted three and a half months. And then sadly enough, March 14th, I lost him. Well, you lost that body. I did. Yes, I did. And for those of you out there, the one thing you have to know is, and Nicole is saying it so well, you have to understand that death is the only way an animal can change body for a newer model. And here Ollie was trying to stay with her with the blood clots and everything, and his body had just deteriorated to the point that he couldn't anymore. So he had to leave to get a new vehicle. That's right. So he died... At 726, it was a Thursday, it was March 14th, and of course, being in shock and being numb and just losing my best boy ever in the world, and I went to bed that evening, and I remember I was just uh, numb, and I couldn't think proper, and uh, just being in so much shock, I couldn't believe my, my boy is gone, and I couldn't sleep, I tried to meditate, please, Ollie, Give me some signs that you're okay. You know how much I love you. And out of nowhere, in my mind's eye, he sat in front of me, very nonchalant, and said, it's okay, I'm coming back. See, this is something, you, people, you need to understand. She had just given up. She was just laying there. She was totally exasperated. Now, Ollie on the other side is like rocket. He's strong, he's fine, and he's just waiting for her to calm down. And that's a lot of things that you need to understand. A lot of times the animals have to wait for you to calm down before they can communicate with you. And I think, well, I know after that, after him being so nonchalant and matter-of-factly, it's okay. Don't you just love it when you're just grieving and they just go, excuse me, I'm fine, uh what's your problem? That's right. So... From there, well, of course, still being so devastated, and for weeks to come, still being so devastated, I knew in my heart that Ollie was, yes, indeed, quite fine, and each and every day, I wrote to him, I sang to him, and always tried to communicate with him, to teach myself to communicate and to let his energy into mine, and I was an open vehicle for his love and his communication, just to quiet myself, and a lot of knowledge came to me just being open and writing for those who don't know she was you're talking about automatic writing yes whatever would flow through me right and one of the things that for anyone who might want to try that at home make sure that you protect yourself and surround yourself with a protection prayer in the book animal reincarnation there's a whole section on before you open portals be sure you protect yourself because we did a show on animal communication gone wrong one of the people who was trying to open an energy portal didn't do it correctly and she had uh, negative energies and negative force fields and entities come in and uh, frighten she and her husband. So this stuff is real, even though you might go, what? 
so we know that Nicole had a positive experience, so she obviously had protected herself. But for listeners, if you're going to do this, make sure that you use your protection prayers prior to doing this because automatic writing is a lovely thing, but it also can be very dangerous. Go ahead. Yes, very true, Brent. Yes, very. So, yes, as I always protected myself and wrote and sang and prayed, I asked Dolly, how would I know? How will I know that it's you? And other than I believe that the bond that we had together of pure love and trust, Ollie let me know that he would come back healthy and I could wait for him to heal. And he let me know that he would come back with very, very sharp nails. Now, (laughs) I understand that, yes, all cats and kittens have very sharp nails and that I was to watch his teeth. Okay, darling, no problem. So, Don't you love the way they come up with these, some of these strangest physical things that they're very specific with? So, Ollie was in spirit probably eight weeks. Now, I was out in the garden, and I was sitting at the picnic table, and I was just sitting there, and two butterflies just started dancing around me. It was so beautiful. Yeah. They were just dancing, and they got so close to me, and I took that as a sign a spirit sign that I should start looking now. For new listeners, let me explain that the butterfly is the symbol of reincarnation because it dies, it makes the cocoon, and then it is reborn again. So butterflies is a really primo sign and one of the top signs for people who are having reincarnated animals simply because the butterfly does represent the reincarnation concept. And I decided, okay, time for me to start looking for my Ollie. And I'm never on the computer late at night. But this evening, for some reason, I was on well after midnight. I didn't know where I was going to find him. The little cats that I was looking at, everything came in pairs. I want to ask you a question. This is just sort of defining things. A lot of people, you know, ask how to find their pets. And what's really important here for y'all to know is that I don't want everybody out there who's lost a pet getting on a computer looking for your pet. It's a whole different thing the way Nicole is describing it. Because I'm not a night person. I don't get on the computer. I don't look for pets. But when it was time for me to find friend inside myself, like Nicole is describing, inside herself, she felt compelled Uh to look on the computer. And that's not her natural habitat. So we're not telling you, go look on the computer for your pet. You're probably not going to find them unless you just have this get out of bed, get up and go look on the computer, compelling inside your heart. Because if you are, it's a compelling that is out of your normal activity range. That's the kind of compelling that is saying, look for your pet on the computer. But if you're one that gets on every night and just searches and searches and searches, you probably won't find them that way. Mm -hmm. Yes, very, very unlike me. So, But that evening, there I was. And (laughs) prior to that, all these cats kept coming to me in pairs. I have two orange boys. I have a little black boy and a little orange boy. And when I was doing my meditation and being open and bringing Ollie within me, he said to me that he would be the first boy that comes my way. Cool. So now these, all these cats came in pairs, but there on the computer late one night was a little orange cat, so young, and he had been left behind Oh, he was a witty bitty. He was. He was left behind under the porch. The family had moved in to this farmhouse. They had just moved in and found little Jack under the porch. So they had brought him in 
and couldn't keep him. Well, basically, they were trying to save his life, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And then they they were on the computer and they had posted. So I got on the computer 10 minutes after she had posted that. No coincidence there. No coincidence. I left her the message right there. I'd love to meet him. And she called me the next morning, 7.30, early in the morning. Thankfully, I was off that day. Everything worked out so beautifully. And I drove out. No doubt in my mind that he was mine. And funny enough, the town where I found him, we have a lot of little counties surrounding Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And I had stopped at a little garage sale, just stopped for whatever reason. And without realizing, I had picked up a little knickknack of an orange kitty holding a butterfly. Really? Yeah. So, and off we were and we went and we got Jack. She brought him to me and our eyes met. The husband was holding him. He was so small, and he just kept looking at me as if to say, well, aren't you going to hold me? Here I am. And that was it, and, and I just brought him home. I brought him home that day, and he, here he is. And for those of you who are listening, we said, did, what were the physical characteristics? He was male. He was yellow. Was there anything else that was indigenous to his previous Ollie? No. Other How than about him, those nails? Well, okay, yeah. I thought you meant that day. No, other than me seeing him and bringing him home that day, he was just a little ball of orange fluff. So, brought him home. Even to bring him home and in my house for the first time, he seemed very comfortable. He wandered around. He played with his little toys. He found the litter box. Uh I didn't have to teach him to go to the litter box. He just went as if he knew. And so that in my heart made me very, very happy. And then, yes, it wasn't too long after that that those nails started. And they are so sharp. And I believe it was two weeks after I brought him home, I had to go and take him to the pet store to get his nails cut. Now I've bought my own little scissors. We cut them. He has to be cut every two weeks. His nails catch on everything. They're so sharp. My legs. So basically the heads up he gave you is something that you're living with now. That's right. That's right. Now, my other confirmation was when Ollie let me know to please watch his teeth. Now, me and Jack went off to the vet two Saturdays ago, and it was a different vet that usually takes them. And he was checking him out, and he looked at me, and he said, we have a problem here. So, of course, my heart drops. What? And he says, you better watch his teeth. His molars are pretty slow at coming in. And then I could have dropped to my knees in confirmation, and I knew. Mm-hmm. I, that is just the biggest sign that I received wow. that I have to watch these molars now. So now well, he God has- is good, and the universe is good. And hey, obviously, Ollie was very good in telling you what to look for. Yes. And I'm very thankful that we went to the vet. It was just a little routine, little checkup, but it was a different vet, like I say, that was looking for something that the other vet maybe didn't notice and noticed the teeth. Wow. Yeah. And all that day, it was a few Saturdays ago, and all that day, I, I just kept saying thank you because that was just my true confirmation. I totally understand, yeah. Now, as we go on, now, Jack's been home for about three months now, maybe going on four months. Ollie used to drink my tea, so, and it's just been in the last few weeks that Jack has taken to having little sips of my tea, and I, I love to see that. It's a beautiful little sign. Ollie used to love his baths. He would just stand at the kitchen sink and I would get the paper towel and I would wet it and I would just stroke his body and wet him and wash his face. 
And gosh, you know how cats don't love baths. <laughs> That's right. Ooh. Well, I can't do anything by the sink until I give Jack his little bath. Okay, that right. I hate to say it, but that alone <laughs> for you know, there's so many things about people who don't understand. Cats don't like water, and cats don't like baths. It's like whoo. So I smile sweetly each time I give him a bath, and just it's just a joy. And I just I just know in my soul that he's he's back. He sleeps on the same armrest on the couch as Ollie did. Hand-picked from a previous incarnation. That's right. So all Ollie's little comfort spots are now his again. He is just nothing but pure love, and he is just a joy. Well, I think that, you know, you're blessed to have your openness, and I know that that's really hard for people who have lost their pets, and I think you were very blessed that Ollie was such a strong presence that he just marched right up, sat down in front of you and said, listen, Mom, we need to go over a few things, and uh, listed, you know, the teeth and the nails, and he's okay, which I think probably progressed you more rapidly along than a lot of people who don't get signs. And then how do you know is here he tells you he's going to be the only little boy. And I think that things like that are when the pet comes to the other side and the cat has now become a new pet in a new body. Those are the things that makes your heart go, yep, yep. And it makes your heart sing. And then the love connection is just a fit. It's just, as I think Diane Palumbo said in our group, everything stops hurting and you just know. Mm-hmm. And I think very that's true. Of, I think that that's one of the strongest signs ever. But is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap up the show for the day? I just want people to realize: just open yourself properly, just like Brent says. Properly protect yourself. Our babies are there. Mm-hmm. They want to talk to us. They want to mm-hmm. communicate with us. And if we are a beautiful and and loving, open vessel, they are there for us. They just march right in and are just chatty Cathy's. You got that right. But I think the opening part is the part that everybody has to work on. Because when you're, I know that when Mike was killed, it took me four or five years before I could communicate with him because I was crying so much that I was just blocking him out. And he would send me all these signs and all this stuff, and I just couldn't see it because I was, so, I was more worried about you know, the fact that he's dead and I was crying than absolutely saying, okay. What's the other side to this? I couldn't even find another side for many, 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 many years. So when I see people that are grieving, although I push them and nudge them into, you know, walk through your grief, I can understand because it took me seven Uh years to get a grip on his passing. And I think that things like that, you have to take it in your own time. But one of the things that I want to do, like you're trying to help people with, is both of us have learned that even after the grief, if we can be still and open our heart through the love portal, they're just chatty Cathy's and have a lot to say and are just busy, busy, busy trying to talk to us all the time. So true. The love portal. Yeah. And I just think that's the most important part of all. So do I. Well, I want to thank you, Nicole, for being on today. And everyone out there, she's in our group and she has wonderful advice and will be more than glad to help you with your kitty babies and their passing because she's experienced it. And we have other people who have had experiences and our job is to help heal your heart. And I want to thank you for taking your time today to tell us about Ollie. And he's just such a strong presence that I think you were truly blessed with that. And if you don't have a strong presence, even the subtle signs like the dancing butterflies, they are reasons to pay attention. 
And I think that if you don't have a strong cat like Ollie who just walks up, sits in front of you and says, excuse me, if you'll finish the crying, I'm okay. Let's talk about this because we need to get on with it because I'm going to be back in a quick time. You mm-hmm. need to learn to open your heart and feel the butterflies. And as Nicole said, the love portal. Open your own heart's love portal and you will have more signs and you will have more acknowledgement. And you will see that reincarnation is real if they're coming back and if they're not through that love portal you will also have a higher understanding of why not and that'll give peace to your heart so we thank you we'll look forward to seeing you next week come join our animal reincarnation group we've got lots of answers over there and we'll look forward to having all your questions answered if we can do it or helping teach you how to contact and connect with your pet so that you can find your own answers see you next week bye 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 let's talk pets every week on demand Only on PetLifeRadio.com.